It is 1961, the inauguration of John F. Kennedy, and an aging Robert Frost steps to the podium to read as an icy wind flutters the pages of his poem. It is 1977, and Jimmy and Rosalind Carter walk all the way down Pennsylvania Avenue from the Capitol to the White House, eschewing the limousine. It is 1993, and Maya Angelou reads her poem for President Clinton, majestic, powerful, moving. It is 2009, and Barack Obama takes Michelle in his arms, and they dance together to At Last. These are inauguration highlights. Just a few, there are so many more. The speeches, the parades, the ball gowns, until recently the high silk hats, the morning prayers at St. John's Church across from the White House. There is poetry, there is pageantry, and I've never not watched the inauguration. And now it is Monday, January 18th, as I record this. And I am full of anticipation the kind I love and want to have, but another kind of anticipation that is more dread and uncertainty, even fear. For days, we have heard of threats and worried about security as the ugly memory, only two weeks old, of the attack on the Capitol is still raw, unhealed. This year, the poetry and pageantry of our national celebration, the peaceful transfer of power after an election, is shadowed by tragedy. The very same place where Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will take their oaths was, two weeks ago, a scene of chaos and violence, the dark side of our national identity. People said, this is not who we are, but that was wrong. If we want to say proudly on Inauguration Day, this is who we are, we have to acknowledge that the scenes of January 6th were also part of who we are. The poetry and pageantry of America at our best is tempered by what we are at our worst. As with nations, so with us. We are not always at our best, nor are we always at our worst. We are humans, gifted with dreams and wills and ideals, but also flawed prone to all manner of misbehavior and betrayal. And yet, we love our country even as we strive to improve it. We love each other in our imperfections, even as we try to do better. On this day, when the lump rises in my throat and tears spring to my eyes as the new president makes his promise and gives his speech, when a woman of color, small and beautiful and glowing, glowing with pride, makes her promise, I will revel in the poetry and pageantry of that moment, and I will let myself feel the bruised, dejected sadness of how far we have to go to be the America we want to be. But on this day, I will also grasp onto the hope that we are, at least now, moving in a new direction, away from a dark chapter. I will embrace my faith that God moves through us and through our national life, and that we can indeed embody God's love in our politics as well as in our personal lives. That with God's help, at this turning point, we can say, 
This is who we are. Not triumphantly, but humbly and without shame. Thank you.